0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: Well, here we
2: are on just a light, breezy Thursday. Just a Mm -hmm. light, nothing, no big deal, nothing heavy about this. What's the date again? What's the, what date is it? Um, the 6th? The The 6th of what January.
1: That's a week before oh. my birthday. That's why. It's yeah, important. that's why. Oh, that's yeah. what it, it's it a is. Week from it's, a week it's a week from Taylor's birthday.
2: That's the only significance of this day. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why it'll be in history books. Yeah. Won't it be weird when it's? Do you remember in social studies books when we were kids and like you would have uh, passages in there and something would be bolded mm-hmm. and that would indicate like an important term like war of 1812 mm-hmm. or something you know what i mean like like this is a this is a thing this is a concept this is a, a happening this was happen. <laughs> this is an event this is something that happened or a person or what a, a date something in history that like you should remember and it's probably like also in the you know in the back of the book and like the glossary or something like mm-hmm. you could just look it up find all the places in the book where anyway the, isn't it weird <laughs> that the insurrection of january 6th oh that's 2021, what we're talking about yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be on that's there the thing
0: that yeah. <laughs> i'm
2: just saying i'm just saying isn't that and like we watched it on yeah, tv that'll be in
0: there yeah <sighs> charlie will be coming home from like you know ap gov in in you know 10 years like hey did you all know about this yeah dude <laughs> they're You're gonna tell
2: god i'm I, I'll and i'll be old i am i'm already old but i'll be older and they'll be like go home and tell your parents if they remember where they were
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: instead of when kennedy was shot this is what they'll say like when yeah. the insurrection happened and then they'll then charlie will come home and ask me and i'll start to tell the story and she'll be like can you talk faster mom
1: this is really boring <laughs> well that's to say not not to also sound like an old person w- which i am but that that concept of like you know I don't know a few years down the road and kids being like oh why do I have to know this and like after having like lived through it and the context around it and the fear it's like every every date that I ever forced into my brain as a child begrudgingly like this is dumb but I guess I'll remember this for the test like I'm so sorry (laughs) generations of past people no that's I mean I guess that's true (laughs) it it is different for a date to go in bold it's got to be a real bad day most times Mm mm-hmm we
2: bold some good days like in 2022 could we have like the day of a million hugs when like (laughs) a lot a million hugs were given now sydney because we still have a plague still,
1: yeah i was gonna say <laughs> yeah. that's that's also can't... called the day of mass infection <laughs> okay wait never mind not that <laughs>
0: <laughs> the day we all got covid <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the entire world that's now that goes in history what's happening now yeah that's a
2: happening um how about mm, what's something different it's snowing well that's yeah is that a that won't be bolded
0: (laughs) the day it snowed (laughs) it's the first snow of the year there was a part of me that was a little bit like okay i guess this is a little this is a little relieving since it was like 65 degrees on christmas day it's like well at least we're getting some cold weather i guess that um
2: i enjoyed so it is it's snowing here in west virginia and it's snowing pretty heavily and so like everybody was been i'm currently working in the hospital and everybody's like you got to get me out of here before the snow comes doc you got to get me out here before before the snow comes all the staff are trying to leave early like we got to get out of here before the snow comes they let school out early like half day today to get everybody home before the snow comes my university closed early and we haven't even started classes yet (laughs) we have two we have two residents on our team right now who are from canada and they are both looking at us like we have lost our minds they're like what is wrong with you people? <laughs> what do you mean you have to leave before the snow comes? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess you guys do it differently up there, don't
0: you? <laughs> well, we, uh, we're we not somewhere that like, we're not like a warm state that never gets snow. So when we get it, everyone like freaks out because it's like, oh, we've never experienced this before. But we sure do act like one. Every time we get a snowstorm, everyone acts like, this has never happened before.
1: <laughs> it gets it's, it's exacerbated it's... by the mountainous terrain, right? Like, mm, you have a lot yeah. of scary roads. It's hard to get
0: right anywhere here. already yeah. when the w- roads are clear. Uh, well,
2: that's what I was going to say. It's our yeah. crumbling infrastructure. <laughs> <laughs> I say it and laugh. It's not funny. It's, it's, it's our, See, our state
0: is very poor and our infrastructure is crumbling. No, you're very right. <laughs> and then we had a bad ice storm like a year ago mm-hmm. that shut down the entire you know state they, for like a month and everyone had no power. So everyone's like traumatized from that. I think they're probably.
2: just we, they are. And I think there are just places in West Virginia where you drive on a road and half of the road might just be gone. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's gone just now. Like that road is that mm-hmm. that part's gone now. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know, they might fix it someday maybe but like it wasn't a lot of the roads aren't two cars wide to begin with Mm-mm. like they're sort of one and a half cars wide
1: That's, I feel like you're always <laughs> playing this this kind of dangerous gamble on so many roads where we'll be driving and it's like there's only room for one car on this or what mm-hmm, happens mm-hmm. if someone comes the other direction like we're on a mountain Stand there's off. no you can't back down or there's just well you just hope you don't <laughs> come across somebody else
2: that is well. Tay, I have backed down a curvy one and a half lane road down a mountain before, uh, where we, where Justin and I lived for a while, mm-hmm. up near the museum, mm-hmm. up on the mountain. Oh, yeah. uh, t- it was like this little curvy road, and there weren't ro- there wasn't room at many of the curves for two cars, and so I did head on, co- not hit, you know, like
0: mm-hmm.
2: came up against a car, and so I had to back all the way
0: down that curvy terrifying. I'd refuse. Terrifying. I'd just stand there and wait. Someone would have to move eventually and it wouldn't be me.
2: We only lived there for one year because like as soon as the lease was
1: up I was like we need a new place that has a wider road. It's like what if you didn't try again and then someone else comes down? Like how many times do you do that? You're like no 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 it's my turn now. My turn now. (laughs) Up the hill.
0: It's just it's always good to remember that There is work being done on our state, though, because there is a 100% chance that the interstate will always have construction going on. Mm -hmm. And it will always be more dangerous to drive on the interstate in West Virginia than any other (laughs) state. (laughs)
2: We should all be like so. <laughs> uh, Interstate 64 and always working on ourselves. Always
1: working on ourselves. No, the, 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 the interstate in West Virginia is like the Winchester Mystery House of roads. Like You just like, <laughs> need more lanes that go nowhere, and I don't understand it. Every time I'm home, I feel like, oh, yeah, they're in inter- they another lane. I'm like, why? It's just- Our popu-
0: our population's going down and we're adding a third lane to our interstate. Why? why I think do we need
2: I, it? now. To be fair, I think it grew by like five people last year. I feel like the governor we're was losing, talking about that. We're losing a seat. In, well, in, that we already done lost
1: that. that I was
0: saying we lost <laughs> enough people. We done did it. We're down to two now.
1: A, yeah. A ghost came to mansion and said, "If he doesn't endlessly build roads and uh, obstruct <laughs> American democracy, then he'll he will be claimed."
2: I don't understand. I'm sorry about Mansion, everybody. We don't <laughs> like him either. But come, come live here and see our alternatives, and you know, just, <laughs> just say.
1: I'm really glad that we can, you know, stop talking about the dystopian we live in to talk about a dystopia we don't live in.
2: That's perfect. That's the perfect yeah, segue. There we go. Wow. Hey, there you go. I'm so proud of you.
1: Wow. I I brought Akira to the table today, which is, you know, it's uh, obviously classic uh, anime movie. Uh, It's set in 2019. um, (laughs) Which is (laughs) disturbing. (laughs) Really, You know, oh, wow, this movie is so sci-fi. There's, you know, it's sort of a dystopian society. There's like all this civil unrest and, and crumbling infrastructure and Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know like corrupt government and the Olympics are happening in Tokyo it's very a little I guess it got some things right (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. I'm gonna say so what's so strange about all that
1: (laughs) I don't know you gotta gotta try a little harder cyberpunk dystopias I
2: I found that very disturbing when I realized like
0: oh this is set a couple years ago (laughs) this is no longer the future this is the past now (laughs) this is the past yeah uh, um,
2: I had never watched Akira, but I, I was so aware of it because I feel like the, like the title, the way that it looks like that font, that, that graphic, I don't, you know, I have seen it on things many times. I have seen that probably in a lot of the stores and websites that we look at or have looked at in the past. Say, I feel like I've seen that. And so I was like peripherally aware of it, but I had no knowledge of the film, mm-hmm. like what it was about or anything. Well, for some reason, I assumed seeing... it was about a sword. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: <All right. laughs>
2: I think it's because it looks sort of slashy, the writing, and I thought, oh, maybe it's sword related.
1: <laughs> say, um... sword of Jason. Sort of Jason. For those uh, unaware, Akira is, uh, it started out actually as a, a, a manga. Uh, it's by uh, Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, he started publishing the manga in 82, and it ran until like 1990. The movie came out in 88 and it was really I mean like a a, a seminal piece of animation it's in it has influence in so many filmmakers and writers and creators out there today um like uh massive advancements in like the world of animation what we can expect from animation uh but it is so came out in 88 but set in 2019 and sort of centers around a the story of like a two young men who are friends one of which is developing dangerous psychic powers and the other mm-hmm. one is trying to <laughs> stop him from destroying the city
0: mm-hmm, uh,
1: mm-hmm. they're part of a gang yeah a, a so gang. to speak a what a, a, a bike gang and they're very young a bike. they're all like like <laughs> not bicycles motorcycles I, I like the clarification on bike because i'm hoping that
0: means you thought uh by gang uh, no. <laughs> Is there taylor said? Gang.
1: I was like, oh well, no, no, no. In the no,
0: future no. there are roaming gangs of buys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Once again, that's that's true. That they they predicted that. <laughs> they because, got that right. No, they're not in the movie. Uh yeah. Um
2: The 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 capsules? Yes. Is that what they're named? And um it reminded me of sort of like uh like an anti um what am I trying to say? Um um, Clockwork Orange kind of group.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
2: You know, like gangs against the government.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I
2: assume we'll have lots of those in the coming years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, there's also actively like... because like, I mean, the, the central gang is just sort of their delinquents for delinquents' sake. But then there's yeah, like actually that's true. like a resistance movement that's happening... There's a there's a love interest and it's a a young woman who's part of this resistance movement. So, the the gang leader is is very involved then in in politics <laughs> because this girl is cute. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that well, that's how all great you know, gang leaders get involved in right. politics. Yeah, yeah. A love interest. Um, I found uh, well, first of all, it is it is dystopian, but not like. It must have, back in the 80s, (laughs) really hit people harder, which, I mean, you know, that had to have been true for a lot of, like, thoughts about what the world was going to be like post-2000 and stuff like that back then. Um, Now, a lot of it, uh, it it feels dystopian in such a familiar way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is, (laughs) you know, it is a little, like, there is a sad note to watching a movie like that right now because they get so many things, not, I mean, not literally right but you know sort of right
0: yeah i mean enough where i had to remind myself a few times this was made decades ago about kermit times this was not made now <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i think that 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 kind of i don't there's a lot of stuff that i feel like came around out around the same time as akira i'm like like i don't know the original blade runner uh, like mm-hmm. uh like neuromancer that like those kind of like important works in the cyberpunk genre that now I mean they're still great but there's a lot of just well this this sort of like loss of humanity as we advance into like a technological society that it's not all shiny and, and chrome and we're not all wearing mm-hmm. those you know space unitards it's just everything's crumbling and it's like civil <laughs> unrest but then we have like I don't know cool motorcycles <laughs>
2: Well, and a lot of it has of to do with I. F- I felt like just sort of watching it. The idea that as we advance, as I don't want to say a society because so, it has so little to do with each other, it's more like as a species, as the idea of what a human can do, um, which is in, it, weirdly kind of an individualistic idea in many ways. That we we start to associate advancement with like the ability to destroy, right. Like, there's, there's a lot of talk about the power to destroy. And that is visualized in so many ways. And, like, that's such the antithesis of what many of us would think about as, like, an ideal modern society where everyone is cared for, <laughs> where everyone is provided the means to, you know, live and thrive and enjoy life. And, like, that that is sort of, like, the utopian ideal of where a society should head. And this is more where i think we often see like human advancement going which is this power and that power so often equates to the power to also end everything mm-hmm. you know what i mean
1: oh, which is the the sort of backdrop for the movie and also where it heads because you know the the, the name akira mm-hmm. come is is the sort the the experiments that were done by the government on like children to improve their psychic abilities resulted in this one child who was incredibly powerful accidentally dis- leveling the original Tokyo, which was the event that kicked off World War III. And so then when this movie takes place, is after all of that, and the government is still meddling with psychic children and still trying to harness this power that's ultimately a destructive force. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a little bit Stranger Things. Yeah.
2: It's a, l- it's a little bit. That definitely is in there, too. Yeah. I mean, Ooh, just that had sense, to have like, been inspired by Akira. Yeah. I well, mean, that's ha- what
0: when you think yeah. the whole government messing with psychic children and also making them accidentally too powerful and it destroys, you know, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, I, the, I had that thought while watching this that that has to have been yeah. there somewhere.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't re- until you drew that connection, mm-hmm. it didn't hit me. But like, I, I mean, there were visual things that made me think of Stranger Things for sure. Mm-hmm. Um Although, obviously, Stranger Things were taking those cues from Akira, right. not the other way around. But, like, I definitely was reminded of that. But I didn't think about that parallel.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Ooh, I wonder if that's listed as, like, an inspiration for the creators of Stranger Things. I believe it. It would have to be. Mm-hmm. I
1: don't know if it's listed, but I feel like it's commonly assumed. <laughs> well, yeah.
2: well, I didn't know. It's the first time I've ever yeah, seen Akira. <laughs> the
1: reach of Akira, though. I mean, you have a lot of, like a lot of people have owned up to like, that's absolutely something that influenced me either stylistically or thematically. Uh, you know, that ab- absolutely. I mean, the, the echoes of this film, the manga to a certain extent, cause the manga is great in its own right. Uh, but definitely the film I think has had the bigger, like universal cultural impact.
2: Do you feel like, uh, full disclosure, I watched the dub. Okay. Me too. Um, is that, like, a good representation? <laughs> Did I miss a lot? <laughs>
1: uh, I don't think you m- missed as far as, like, plot. Uh, it is an interesting... The way that they they filmed that, because um, a lot of times, in especially with uh, Japanese animation, the uh, animation is done first, and then the voice acting takes place. It, mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in American animation, a lot of times they'll film the voice actors first, and then they'll y- incorporate that into the animation. So I... Because I watched the sub and the dub and I noticed that the dub, do, it, it's a little bit more jarring because the, mm-hmm. the animation syncs up so well to the original Japanese because it does have those cues to take from the voice actors. So they purposely did that when they were animating Akira. They, they had the voices already done and then they could use that as a reference point for the animation. So it's a little mm. It's it's more clean when you watch the sub, but I, I don't I think that they redid the dub not too long ago. And it, I think it's a good dub. Once again, I'm never going to okay. I'm not anti dub. If, if dubs work for you, it's a good dub.
0: It's what I always go with when we're watching things to discuss, just because then I feel like I'm paying attention more so to the whole picture instead of focusing on reading i that's i don't true. have sometimes, the brain that can like read as i'm watching something and fully appreciating like the images happening on the screen and be able to I, it. I will say that
2: sometimes with uh with subs i'm so busy reading the words that i'm not watching as closely mm-hmm. um that is true but yeah and I, you know it doesn't sync up perfectly with the dub but i not in a way that's any different than a lot of dubbed yeah. you know stuff i've watched mm-hmm. where it's like it, it's not perfect but close enough not it does not hinder my enjoyment of the of the film
1: Well, i think for something that is so so important visually just as much as it is story wise you know i get that like wanting to you, you kind of have to see what's going on on the screen mm-hmm. there there are a lot of movies mm-hmm. that you can watch just for the storyline and subs work fine but for Akira, I like that there's both available because sometimes it's mm-hmm. nice to just look at all the pretty things or all the scary things.
2: All the scary things, too. Yes. I was going to say there are also, like, some moments that I feel like uh, are very brief but um, vivid. I What came to mind is when they're in the, like, sewer and there's the rat filled with maggots that floats to the top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know the part I'm talking mm-hmm. about? And it's, like, right in front of his face. Oh, God. Anyway, it's very brief. And mm-hmm. if you're reading subtitles, you may have missed it. <laughs> but there's a lot like that, that it's not just for shock value is my thought. It's for like to give you a feel of the time and place mm-hmm. and a sense of like how I mean, it's it's gross literally, but it's also there's a lot of grossness morally, politically, you know, sure. Like in terms of humanity. <laughs> that is happening. Grossness. Yeah, it's symbolic
1: grossness. Yeah. I think that the the world building on its own is just I, I, I'm amazing to me. Just how intricate, like, the graffiti on the walls and, like, the interpretation mm-hmm. of it's Tokyo, but then it's, you know, we we so we've taken sort of iconic things that exist if you go to Tokyo today, but we've moved them forward in time and kind of considered what would they be like. I just think that's it's really amazing to see that. I, I don't think, even though this movie was made in 88, I don't, they're are few animated movies out today that i think still like compete with it it doesn't look like something that's old to me you know
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i don't think it looks old at all i don't think it looks dated um yeah i agree with that completely in a way that there are some other like when i think about especially in anime some movies that i've watched especially with justin as is getting into that more and more which are beautiful films but are do look very dated this does not at all Mm -hmm. this feels like something that could be made now that could be you know that is has a very modern feel um which just speaks to probably what you said it's inspired a lot of modern stuff so this fits right in
1: Mm -hmm. i mean it's time like it it they invented 50 new colors to animate this like oh wow, the Pantone like they were responsible for that. Uh, that had never been seen on screen in animation before. It had the most cells of any film made to date. It was the most expensive uh, animated movie made at, in, at that time in Japan. Like it would be followed up the year after by I think it was Kiki's Delivery Service maybe. Uh, but oh. um, but in its time, like it it revolutionized a lot about animation and and really pushed the bar as to what it could be. So I think that's also just you know that's so. So yeah prevalent in it.
0: Yeah,
2: um, I want Taylor, we haven't really dealt we've talked a lot about the film itself, but we haven't talked about like why it is important to you. and I want to get into that, but first, let's check the group message. So it's a new year still. <laughs> um, and uh, it's that means that it's time to shake things up, you know, Maybe literally, like moving and shaking. Go, uh, go! You know, run, dance, take some dancing lessons. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of people decide that they're going to start getting more active this time of year. And while you're while you're doing all this great activity, which is good for you, it's good for your heart and lungs, it's good for your brain, and good for your mood and your sleep. Um, you might want to listen to some some music or perhaps podcast but you need something that uh that's not going to fall out of your ears and that's why I like Raycon wireless earbuds because no matter how much moving and shaking you're doing they're not going to fall out of your ears and I can attest to that I, I, in all honesty that's always been one of my problems with you know where the wireless headphones has been mm-hmm. they fall out of my ears because my ears are weirdly shaped I don't know. Mine are too I think this is a genetic <laughs> thing. I I don't Dad's know what that's <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, but uh, I don't have that problem with Raycon wireless earbuds. They stay in there, even if I'm you know exercising or um, dancing around the kitchen with my kids. It doesn't matter. They they stay in there. There's also an awareness mode, so if you want to listen to your music or whatever and you know be aware of what's going on in your surroundings so if you're walking somewhere or something um, you can put them on awareness mode so I think that's a really cool feature and a really safe one mm-hmm. uh, and they're priced just right you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands so you should really check out the the Raycon wireless earbuds They, I can't tell you how much it means to me to have earbuds that don't fall out of my ears <laughs> uh, Taylor if our listeners want to get their Raycon wireless earbuds what should they do?
1: Well, right now, Still Buffering listeners can get 50% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash buffering. That's buyraycon.com slash buffering to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash buffering.
2: So, Taylor, what I was going to ask is, and I mean, I feel like because I know you so well, I I can understand why this would have meant a lot to you um, in terms of, like, its artistry and, like, visual impact and all that kind of stuff. But like generally speaking, why there are lots of beautiful, you know, especially anime films that you could have chosen from. What what made this one mean more to you?
1: Um I think you know, yeah, cuz outside of obviously, like you I, I love intricate sort of obsessive world building. I love a lot of detail, stuff that you throw in the background and it doesn't necessarily it it builds the world but not the story and I love that stuff, which this mm-hmm. has a lot of, but really more to, like, the storyline, um, and this is true really in both the manga and the movie, which the manga, it's a lot longer, it goes, uh, it's a little different, and there's a, there's a lot more story to it, uh, and one thing that it does is you don't really have a main hero, there's not that concept of hero, you kind of change storylines to see what the, you know, what the rebellion's doing, what the religious zealots are doing, what... You know what's happening with Tetsuya. What's happening with uh, Canada? Uh, and, and it kind of moves around. So you're just seeing this story move forward, and all the people, like even like the uh, the major, you know, the the military guy. That's kind of mm-hmm. he starts out seeing like a cliche bad guy, but then he really moves forward as like he's he's the source of good. He has good beliefs, and he's trying to protect people, and that's what he's there for there's a lot of nuance to how the characters develop and there's not this central idea of like one big hero that's going to save the day. And the movie, which has much less time to work with, I think still does that same thing Mm -hmm. where I really, I'm a little exhausted by the idea of the, the one big hero that that's going to come in and, and and fix things. And Mm -hmm. I think this, if anything, Akira sort of like specifically skewers that, that, having the most power doesn't make you the the hero doesn't make you the good guy we see that with you know with uh tetsuya that he he loses his mind he's got all this power and he he was this kind of nice kid at the beginning that has this friendship and you know and he becomes a monster and the the people that work to defeat him are really just a bunch of people that don't have a lot of power but coming together in an agreement that you know however decrepit this world is we're We're going to do what we can to protect it. Mm -hmm. And I I like that because I I, the traditional. It's funny because I also think it's a very Western thing. The traditional hero narrative. One person, if they are strong enough and we give them all our power, they can save us. Where it's like, no, that actually makes a villain. That doesn't make a hero. Like Mm -hmm. there, there are protagonists in Akira. There aren't heroes. And I like that.
2: I think that's a really interesting point because that that speaks to kind of an inherent cultural difference there, too, because we don't have that sort of um, inherent general concern for like humans as a collective in the U.S. Yeah, I'm not saying and when I say that people get like mad because they're like, well, I care about other people. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm not saying you don't as a whole, as a whole. That is not part of. Traditional American values, whatever that means anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we say on the year anniversary of the insurrection. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
1: Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think that that's, it's, and I, there is, I mean, even to get into the further, like, sort of cultural relevance, I mean, I don't think you can, and this is sort of one, one thing that's uh, of discussion, even now, is that at some point, some big American production company is probably going to try to make an Akira live action which to me just Mm -hmm. feels deeply wrong because you can't ignore that there's a frame around Akira which is Japan went through you know atomic bombing like that is clearly Mm -hmm. an influence on this and I think even when you get into some of the visuals either the kids that like are sort of withered and they're old but they're also still in childlike bodies or the tumor masses that explode from Tetsuya like There's Mm -hmm. a lot there that specifically deals with being a country that went through that attack and fallout and radiation and all. Like, that's intrinsic Mm -hmm. to the storyline. So I think just you can't tell that story from an American perspective. But I think that's also, that goes back to that, this idea of, like, if we have all the power to destroy, then we can do the right things. We can be the good guys. And how that power ultimately just is... I don't think power, I don't think ultimate power is ever good. I don't think anybody should ever hold it. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Well, and, it, and it, it's always like, again, it's such a, it is such a Western concept that that is what like succeeding in some way looks like. Right. Mm-hmm. You win when you can be the biggest and toughest and strongest and scare everybody else because of
1: the power you wield. Exactly if we have the biggest guns pointing at everybody else then we'll know peace which is
2: <laughs> yeah not, not that <laughs> which hasn't worked for us so far no.
0: crazy how that didn't work <laughs> i know
2: um i also think visually that's the other thing taylor i uh there were lots of especially as we as you already referenced the um, tattoo becomes sort of this how would you describe his final final form? There, it's like a Cronenberg nightmare: the big
1: <laughs> mass of tumors and veins, and there's some mecha thrown in there. But,
2: mm-hmm. And yeah. he like engulfs others. Yeah, um, yeah, literally, and uh, like so gross, <laughs> so, so very
0: unsettling. unsettling.
2: Yes. Uh, very unsettling, but I feel like this is a theme in a lot of the, um, stuff you're drawn to today.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I do love body horror. I feel like it's the thing that Mm -hmm. scares me the most, but also the thing that I enjoy the most, um, that's, this is definitely like, this is high point of body horror, that whole sequence, um.
0: Yeah. It made me, it reminded me of, uh, what did, what did we read? Um, that was another thing you, you introduced us to an episode a while ago it was a manga oh um um, bug boy yes yes it does does remind me of bug boy yeah (laughs) obviously different but like the same sort of body horror but in a way that is very surreal but also very like realistic at the same time in a way that's upsetting not as cute as bug boy could be sometimes though
1: (laughs) i i was you know i've tried to figure like what is the source of my my love of body horror and I asked some of my, I asked other trans friends like how they feel about body horror and we all were like, we love it. I feel like there's something there where it's like something about like living in a body that feels like a nightmare and then like having that concept explored, you feel seen in a really messed up way. But mm-hmm. <laughs> if there is that, it's like, yes, I do feel like a, a growing against my control, pulsating mass of flesh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank that, you. <laughs> that makes sense when you describe it that way. Like I see what you mean. Like I, I would
1: not have drawn I that connection. Have, no, but I, I wouldn't but, have thought yeah. that. But yeah, no. no, that that makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Who, you don't. If you don't share that feeling, that's fine. But I think that's just my own personal interpretation.
2: Sure, sure.
1: Well,
2: uh, I felt um, similarly. Like the what are they? The ESPers. The ESPers. Mm-hmm. I felt so um, sad. About, I mean, even before, like, I watched the entire film and knew where we were going with those little. I don't know, are they little kids? Really? Well, no, they're old now. They, they're not little kids.
1: They're they're in their thirties uh, timeline-wise, based on when the Earth okay. explosion happened. But then they've also oh, been yeah, yeah. kept in this childlike state.
2: They made me very sad, mm-hmm. um, and I felt like that. That's separate. That's a whole other like commentary that I felt in the movie is, um, children have this potential to in this case like literally see what the world could be or just like in a more figurative sense like have the potential to shape the future Um, and it just I don't know it made me really sad I feel like that's and maybe because I saw Stranger Things first that's why it struck that same chord in me even though this was obviously that is derivative of Akira like the idea that we would as adults harness that sort of power for our own gross ends. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That made, they made me very sad. (laughs) Yeah. In her little like pink floating bed Mm -hmm. thing.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, at the, at the end of the movie when, uh, they all sort of join the spirit of Akira and Mm -hmm. they don't die. They don't go away. They go somewhere else, you know, in the, in the manga, it's a little bit more, it's like they create a second universe that they can exist in. Um, but the mm-hmm. idea is there, this world's not ready for this power, uh, which I, th- I think like the next evolution. Because there's that talk about like the, uh, as we evolve, you know, what if you gained the next level of awareness or power, but you still had the sort of mindset of your previous evolutionary state that humans just aren't ready for the next thing, which is this freedom of, you know, this this mm-hmm. power to... I love the sequence when the three uh, ESPers are animating the toys. Like it's, yeah. it's really kind of beautiful, and I mean, it's, you know, it gets a little scary, but I also think it's, it's a beautiful sequence. And the idea that there is this power that humans could develop, which is this magical, you know, fantastic thing of uh, how we perceive reality, and, but because we only have the limited like, human way of viewing it, we go, how can we weaponize this? How can we mm-hmm. make this about destruction and power and so it's like oh you're not ready for this we're gonna go away until you are
2: yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. what do you think the milk is all about
1: <laughs> thought, like why is it an ocean of milk that <laughs> yeah well yeah i think it's more because that's the the thing that they're generating these three people that have been kept in this childlike state you know there's children's toys uh, and that's milk. true it's, this is their sort of juvenile landscape I wondered about the milk.
2: Mm -hmm. I was thinking of all kinds of things that have to do with like sustaining babies and stuff. I was like, "Mm, Mm hmm, mm, symbolism of the milk. Mm,
1: Mm -hmm. I got to think about this. I don't, I'm not the, (laughs) I have not like read an an official response from like Otomo about, about what the milk means. About the milk. See, this is how
0: I can tell when I'm watching something, <laughs> when I'm in school and when I'm out of school. When I'm in school and in like that mindset, because a lot of my English classes are watching things and analyzing them in like a, a literature sense or like a symbolic sense. But when I'm out of school, I don't. there was no part of me that was like, mm, what's the deeper meaning? What's the milk? What does it mean? I was like, Inter- okay, mm-hmm. I, there's I, milk. Mm-hmm. I tend okay. to assume anything that seems
2: bizarre is like well that there's this has specifically been Mm -hmm. chosen if it seems like a very strange choice like oh then i should and then i get frustrated if i'm not understanding it yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i want to understand what it means but i you know i always like that about things like dystopian future sort of you know books movies whatever the idea that what i'm trying to do really is crack what are you talking about now Like, this isn't really about the future because you don't know the future. You're commenting on the now or the past or the whatever. You know, this is this isn't about the future. It's about your interpretation of events now and what that could lead to. But I always like to, you know, I don't know. I I, I enjoy watching movies like that and trying to crack all those codes and figure that out. What are you what are you wanting to say about now?
0: Right. I think that's what makes good dystopian stuff that I enjoy like that. Um, well, like don't look up that literally just came out mm-hmm. that Tay we watched over Christmas. It's yes, it takes place in the future at a different, you know, in a different America, I guess. But I mean, it's talking about current America or even like something like the hunger games or divergent or whatever. That's like mm-hmm. a YA dystopian novel or, or movie. Like you can look at it and take away what it's actually saying about now. Cause I mean, that's what, you got to be talking about if you're talking about how bad the future is, right? Like you have mm-hmm. to be thinking about, well, we did something to get there. This is what it's going to be like. Think about what you're doing now and then, you know, or you'll end up with a giant flesh blob. <laughs> oh,
1: there you go. Well, exactly there you go. though. Like that's what roads are we on and what are the obvious ends. So yeah. I guess it's a
2: giant flesh blob. <laughs> Things seem to get better after
1: the giant flesh blob, though. So, Well, yeah, I mean... (laughs) It's always darkest before the giant (laughs) flesh blob. (laughs) So we're just waiting on the giant flesh blob now, huh? Uh -huh. (laughs) Uh-huh.
2: Well, it's, I mean... What's our equivalent? (laughs) It's interesting that, you know, you talk about how, like, what they're saying is humans aren't ready for this power. Um, And so much of it is, like resting on the fact that we don't ever remember the past let like we're we're focusing on you know trying to predict and see the future but like the our problem is the reason we can't reckon with something like that is that we have short memories for all the stupid stuff we did mm-hmm. i don't know exactly a year ago today you know yeah. let alone the last couple decades or centuries, mm-hmm. I don't know how long have we been a country. A while, always.
0: But I, do- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, we've always. always been a country. They always was before. Did before you, you say how date? long have we been you a country, forget a bolded date. <laughs> Oceania bolded has date. always been at war with Eurasia. And- <laughs> I. We're gonna not talk about the fact that I have a degree in political science. <laughs> I don't I know the history of the
1: country. <laughs> but I, I do think I don't think it's entirely hopeless. Like I don't think the the movie is hopeless. Or or situation. I don't I'm not a hopeless person. But uh I I think that there's a point and the the manga does it and then definitely the the anime even makes room for it with uh Kay, you know, the uh mm-hmm. the young woman who's very politically involved, she's very, you know, like driven, she's she believes in things, she believes in saving people and and like you know making a better world they also make a point of the three the espers are using her because Mm -hmm. she has powers similar to theirs yes she has abilities Mm -hmm. i noticed that yeah they say like oh we can use her and then even at the end when they're saying they're not ready yet but like sort of there are those out there and that comes back to her that you know the seeds for the future that is coming is still here and it's in people like her that are fighting, that aren't using whatever abilities they're given for their own gain, but rather mm. for the good of other people.
2: That's so, really interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. No, that that is that is a good point because it, it brings about the idea that it, it's not. It's just that the power keeps ending up in the wrong hands.
1: Right. Or, or maybe that it, the, it's the wrong when the wrong people have it, they take it to a bad place. And when the right people have it, they don't become some almighty, all-powerful thing because they're sharing it. They're distri- They're using it to help other people. They're distributing their wealth of power.
2: <laughs> Which, well, and it's hard, too, because, like, when I think about what does that mean for us today, uh, I always think about, like, artificial intelligence and things like, you know, an Alexa in our home. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, she'll and it's like, what is it loud? She'll, she'll yeah. talk to you.
2: Well, to I, I know. I know us. there's not one in this room. I, I, You can't say her name. Isn't that weird? Like, you can't say the name of it because then it'll start listening to you. Yeah. That's a regular occurrence in our house is, mm-hmm. you know, that thing. The
0: A-L-E-X-A.
2: Yeah, I do that. I know. Which is already weird. Like, if you think about that, you've become accustomed to doing that. It's weird and yeah. dystopian already. She's but like, what?
0: It is it is. It's like when you spell around a kid before they can spell mm-hmm. and then you realize like oh no you can understand everything I'm saying no I like, learn to you're spell about me. Yep.
2: <laughs> oh man, that'll be the day that I run out of the house screaming when I, I spell her name and she's <laughs> like I know you're talking about me. <laughs> Hello. Um, Sydney. Sorry, <laughs> <you>? <laughs> but but like what is the ultimate goal of that sort of technology that could be used to make life a lot better and easier and it could be used for many good things I could think of. Um I don't know that if it's bad or if you call it neutral, that it just wants to collect data on what I want to buy so it can sell me things
1: <laughs> like where, where does
2: that fall into the scale of good and evil? What? That's bad, maybe. <laughs> it's a little bad. Yeah. I mean, obviously, and, and I'm not naive. I know that there are a lot worse things that collecting that data about people can lead to. I than think there's another dystopian movie or book about this, right? <laughs> about
0: right. this exact
2: thing. Well, I mean, because then if it's if it's collecting data on like, and what are your political beliefs? Mm-hmm. And what do you personally think about this person? And maybe we don't like what you personally think about this. Obviously, there are lots of really scary implications to that, but it seems like a lot of the original focus was we want to sell people things things better mm-hmm. um well, it, so i don't know where does that lead us
1: <laughs> i mean that's 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 the sort of i think the sort of catch-22 of this futuristic look at, at how power works out right is that the people that come into it usually have to be the type of people that w- desire it more than anything else because the people that could maybe do good things with it weren't the kind of people to acquire it in the first place they're not willing to take the underhanded means to get it like how do we build a better society if the people that end up in power are always people that want power for themselves mm. I don't know
2: we give the power to people who don't want it that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. I don't know I don't have a solution that's, that's <laughs> Does the Game anyone Game of Thrones
1: solution <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah is that how that ends i never watched that. Well, it well
1: it is a lot more than that
2: <laughs> i no, i watched the one episode with the mean
0: uncle and the burning boats you loved it you love to remember when mom and dad made you watch one random episode of game of Thrones. <laughs> it was a very it was a very weird night i would it's like funny. you all to know uh that now that i have started living away from our parents. You know, I lived with them during the majority of the pandemic last year, and now I live away from them most of the time. When I came home for Christmas, I now have been victim to the same thing you all both have been victim to, which is watching a random episode of a TV show that mom and dad have been yeah. watching that I've not been watching. <laughs> Except this time it was Dexter. Oh, I was like, no, Dexter? wait. Yeah, and I hadn't started it yet. I was like, no, wait, guys, I was actually, okay, never mind. Now I've seen the next to last
1: episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mom so, started discussing that with me. No, 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 I don't no, I don't even want to know what the setup is. I wanna know nothing.
0: <laughs> you can just come to our house where you can watch Encanto 24-7. Right yeah, now. now I have <laughs> seen half of Encanto twice. So I think I've seen it one whole time.
2: Well, um Taylor, I really enjoyed Akira. I mean, that sounds like a dumb thing to say, because obviously I was aware enough of it, having never seen it or knowing anything about it to know like, oh, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a that's a big movie. That's people like that. Um, And I can see why, because it really is a lot of the stuff that I enjoy today. It turns out (laughs) that's where those ideas came from, or at least in part. And I had no idea. Mm
0: hmm
1: thank you for watching it i know like you know and for anyone that hasn't watched it there, there is a lot of violence in it there's a there's blood there's brutality there's uh, 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 body horror so if that if flesh, any blob. Of that, <laughs> <laughs> flesh.
2: <laughs> and it's and i would say like thematically it is intense especially kind of living in the time we are right now where things yeah. feel very dire mm. um but like I don't know, in some way that kind of fiction gives me comfort right now because I guess things must have always felt dire to people. You know, I mean, th- we're not new or special for thinking that because apparently people have been feeling that way long enough to make many works of art about it. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. Is that comforting? In an odd way. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's not answering. Like I don't know. Not really. No. No.
1: Like I and I. I I'm not not a cynic, but I I will say that I think that there's a hopeful message in Akira. Something that's set that feels very relevant now, but I think ends on a hopeful note. Yeah. I'll take it as a net positive.
2: Sure. Yeah, Yeah. I can see that. And I I would say we didn't completely spoil this movie for you. No? There's a lot. There's just so much that happens. I don't think you could, without like a really detailed recount of everything, I don't think you could spoil the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Well, thank you, Taylor. Yeah, I thank
1: really you enjoyed ty- it. Thank you both Two. for watching.
0: Riley? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're taking a text. Uh, <laughs>
0: next week, we're going to go to another dystopian world in which uh, everyone bursts out into song in the middle of the street oh, yeah. in L.A. traffic. <laughs> it, it's not Grease 2? <laughs> it's a La La Land. Oh. Ah. Almost uh, as good as Grease too. Yeah. Surprising. I didn't know until today. Neither of you have seen this movie before. Um, it is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, so. I, I didn't go. know that. I can't believe we haven't talked about it yet. So.
2: Well, I've never seen it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Same.
0: All the Andrew Garfield talk. Emma Stone's in it. So, you know, it's like adjacent. Oh.
1: I was sitting here going. <laughs> and is Andrew, Andrew Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> and,
0: no, but Emma Stone. And she's like, you know, just like one degree removed.
1: Like, Emma Stone is Andrew Garfield adjacent. I like
0: that. <laughs> Uh Or maybe Andrew Garfield
2: is Emma Stone adjacent. I...
0: Well, yes. <laughs> but in the current context of media, I'm I like joking. to think of everything in terms of how far removed is it from Andrew Garfield.
1: It's the new Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I like to think that they're good friends who would
2: be happy either way. Yes. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. This seems oh. nice, doesn't it? Yes. We'll
0: talk about it next week. Anyway. <laughs> good.
2: <laughs> well thank you both thank you listeners uh you should go to well first of all you should watch akira if you haven't mm-hmm. um we watched the dubbed. super enjoyed it taylor the sub is great as well yes. i hear yeah so either way however however you prefer hulu um
1: hulu has the dub i don't did they have the sub too i don't know
2: the i watched the dub on hulu yes so um you should go to MaximumFun.org and check out all the great podcasts that you would enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering
0: at MaximumFun.org. And
2: thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby, Change Your Mind.
0: This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: I am still buffering.
1: And I am to
2: snowed in
0: here. No, I think I'm stuck.
2: Are you ready for Encanto?
1: <laughs> I mean, I watch yeah. it straight through. Maybe it's different that way. <laughs> hey, now I can see it all together. <laughs> Let's go. That was a Lynn reference. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you feeling elevated levels of anxiety? Do you quake uncontrollably, even thinking about watching cable news? Do you have disturbing nightmares, only to realize it's two in the afternoon and you're up? If you've experienced one or more of these symptoms, you may have FNO, news overload. Fortunately, there's treatment. Hi, I'm Dave Holmes, host of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters helps fight FNO. That's because Troubled Waters stimulates your joy zone. On Troubled Waters, two comedians will battle one another for pop culture supremacy. So join me, Dave Holmes, for two two, two doses of Troubled Waters a month, the cure for your News Overload. Available on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.